Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, we have someone who I have been a fan of for decades, and I'm so excited that we'll all get to meet him together. Um, He is an award-winning songwriter, singer. You know him, um, if you're like me, a Christian music fan for your whole life. Um, He has been in there in a lot of moments of your life. Maybe it's your weddings or somewhere else. You know the music of Stephen Curtis Chapman. It is an honor to welcome you, and you've got new music we'll talk about as well. Welcome to Live in the Bream. Thank you very much. I am truly, the honor is mine, not only to get to uh, be with you, but I don't know that I've ever done a show with a cooler name than Living the Bream. As a songwriter, (laughs) anytime you can be clever with words and and create something that kind of makes you go, what? Mm-hmm. Um, is is epic. So well done on the. Name well, thank your- you. We thought it was just the right amount of cheese. You know, not yes. too much, not too little. We felt like we could Perfect. thread that needle of cheese just a. Le- so it. coming from a songwriter, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yes, I have to tell it. you that one of your songs that is in constant rotation for me on my running list is "Dive." And whenever I oh, yeah. feel like I'm going to start slowing down, I put that on. And for whatever reason, it really gets me going. And I'm I'm sure you had yes. all kinds of different thoughts about it when you wrote the song. But for me, it's one of those classics that's like, get your blood pumping, get you ready to go. Well, I love, number one, again, that it is actually helping someone else be really fit and be um, <laughs> trying. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, or trying at least, which. So maybe I can, you know, some of that can spill over into <laughs> to my life. Um, and yeah, an interesting, real quick thing about that song. Of course, every song has a story, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I still love writing songs because I'm still living and experiencing stories um, that that inspire and and compel me to do so. Um, Dive was a sermon, uh, which most many of my songs are, uh, and I could even say most are. Uh, inspired by and actually in many ways plagiarized directly from <laughs> the sermons of my pastor Scotty Smith, who's been my oh he's fantastic. Pastor. Do you know Scotty? Do you know? Of I his? don't know him personally, yeah. but I okay. love his stuff. He is so amazing, and he's just been a dear friend. I get an I get a text from him every morning, uh, a little prayer. In fact, I should put you on the list if you like his stuff. He every he's day fantastic. he sends out a, a a prayer, a little verse of scripture, and then just a prayer. That is basically a sermon in a little, you know, two mm-hmm. paragraphs. But anyway, he was preaching this sermon and it was actually uh, the story was from a fishing experience because he loves to fish. And he had been in a place where the only way to catch fish he was watching was in get in a really rough, almost dangerous area of the water. It was wading in chest deep waders and fly fishing. And you had to get in this very kind of terrifying area. But that's where the action was. And he was kind of likening that to a life of faith. So often we want to sit on the on the, on the shore and kind of watch and maybe, you know, get, get ankle deep, but to really experience this. And so I left so inspired, like I got to write that song, but for some reason, a song called fish didn't have the same <laughs> excitement and I'm not sure it would have inspired. I'm not sure it would running. work for my running. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So see, I'm glad we went. We were going dive. fishing. <laughs> see, <laughs> we're going, it you just know. doesn't do it. <laughs> no, well, listen, I, I could pick your brain because I feel like 
your lyrics are such a gift. I mean, you clearly have a talent that thank God you're willing to um, let him use and share with all of us, but you've got brand new music. So what is the approach like when you know you have all these songs that people love over the decades, but it's time for something new? Yeah. Well, the, the process is uh, is daunting, um, kind of scary. Honestly, this time, uh, particularly scary because um, uh, true confession time here. Um, but you're not going to share this with me. We anybody, love right? those. Okay, good. Speak into the microphone. <laughs> you got to go share this with anybody. It's just between us. Um, right. I have uh, a lot of insecurity, uh, which I think welcome to the world of being an artist. Why do we do this mm -hmm. to ourselves? You know, we, we who choose a, a platform and, and a, a vocation that puts you on a stage and puts you always at the scrutiny of listeners and people, you know, who will say, Man, that's awesome, whatever critics. Mm -hmm. And more than anything, the worst critic is, of course, the, the internal one um, saying, can you do it again? Will it be as good as? And really, the interesting thing is for an artist like myself, who's been doing it a long time, you know, I have a lot of voices saying uh, from other people who will say, man, you know, hey, that's great that you wrote new songs, but man, can you just play Dive mm -hmm. or The Great Adventure or mm -hmm. I Will Be Here or Cinderella or, you know, mm -hmm. I've got a 35 year career of songs that I've written that have connected with people's lives. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I was just actually reading a little bit about it because a few years ago, Billy Joel made this kind of famous public announcement that he would not be writing and recording any more new music. He was done. And of course, his fans are all like, no, you got to keep. But but he, you know, I think I understand you get to that point where you think, is it really going to be as meaningful? Is it really going to matter? And are some people even going to kind of go, man, you didn't really need to even bother because I just want to hear you play the songs that are, mm -hmm. are meaningful. Piano Man. That, yeah, just play Piano Man. <laughs> but then on the other hand of that, I've been very inspired by, uh, uh, as of late, by a lot of the music that um, the boss, Springsteen, uh, is has been making. Because here's a guy who's 70 years old, who I think is making some of the, writing some of the best songs because he's writing from kind of where he is in his life now and perspective that's sort of, it, well, it's not sort of, it's very different. And it just feels like, I'm so glad you did that. And you didn't stop having that conversation with me on the other side of, man, this is what I'm thinking about now. So anyway, all that to say is kind of a backdrop. These last three or four years, of course, have, you know, challenged all of us in such a profound way, especially, you know, being a guy who writes from my perspective of faith and, life and hope and loss and grief and all of that, that, that all has been such a part of the last few years of life for us. And so songs just started to come and all the voices came and said, well, yeah, but are they as good as, or are they going to matter? And finally, I just kind of gave myself the permission to say, you know what, these are songs that, that represent and reflect kind of where I and my family are right now on the journey we've been on. And I think there are a lot of people who some people who might really just need to hear these and be encouraged and be reminded, mm -hmm. God is still good. God is still faithful. I have more questions now at this point in my life than I've ever had about what all that really means, the mystery of it, the wonder of it. Um, and maybe that's important, as important now as it ever has been for me to just sing those songs and share those messages. Uh, and Shannon may need another song to run to. She might get tired mm -hmm. of dives. She might need a new song. So there's that too. I always need motivation. That's for sure. Especially <laughs> it's getting very chilly here in the DC area. I'm yeah. sure you guys have had it there too as well. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the the name of the album is still, and you kind of touched on this, but is it still like, I'm still at this, there are still stories to be told, God is still yeah. good, or is it still like still before God and mm. before what I know is, or is it sort of a play on words? Well, it, you know, it is probably uh, all of the above. Primarily, really the word for me means kind of the first definition. It is, I, I'm still after 35 years, which just seemed kind of like a, a mile marker in the journey, not an, an end, uh, you know, a stop sign or an ending point, but just a place to stop and reflect and think, you know, I am, I still love getting to do this. I still am compelled. Um, and because of all that's happened in my life, personally, my, my family and I, you know, endured a terrible tragedy 14 years ago now. It was when we lost our youngest daughter uh, in a real tragic accident in our home. And and then to continue to be on this journey and to still be able to say, you know what, God has sustained us, our faith. Um, God is faithful and he is good. There's, a, again, a lot of mystery around that, but I still believe it and I'm still finding it to be true. And I still want to sing songs about it. Um, I'm still passionate about that, still in in awe that, you know, I even get to do this, you know, all those things, because I just don't want to lose that, the wonder. In fact, the record opens with a little, it's almost like an introduction song. It's not even a whole song, but a verse and chorus of a song called Welcome Back to Wonder, because I feel like even at this point in my life, and again, don't tell anybody, but in about three days, I turn 60 years old. 60. Happy birthday. Crazy. Let us tell so, you first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, but to still want to and be compelled to do this um, is is really, I think, where this record came from, just kind of returning back to that. And not, again, just because, you know, I still, you know, need to make music or whatever, but I really am compelled by just this incredible, hopeful truth that I am still finding God's uh, love to be true and his faithfulness to be what will sustain us mm -hmm. through loss, through pandemics, through all the division, racially, politically, all the craziness that's going on in our world like never before. We lost dear friends and family members during COVID, loss of work. I didn't even know if I would ever get to do concerts again. I mean, the music business, so much has changed. Um, but in, in all of that change, there was like this constant and that is sort of the still, that God is still good and still actually in control of all this craziness. And I just, I need to sing about it. Mm -hmm. And um, we're all glad that you are and that you keep um, renewing and refreshing with new ideas and new music that's about those unchangeable truths. The music may change, the methods may change that how we worship or what churches do, but the still of the unchangeable God of heaven and earth that is looking out for us. And that is faithful in the midst of all of these tragedies and trials. You mentioned the loss of your daughter and you all were very open about 
walking through that and and how devastating that was. I remember seeing you in concert with our mutual friend, Michael W. Smith. Um, and I think it was one of the first rounds of concerts that you were back after that. And yes. I remember you saying something to the effect of, listen, I've written all these songs. I've sung all these songs over the years, but now that I've walked through this valley and that this is, you know, tragedies really come to my family. You know, I had to sit with that question. Like, do I believe and do I cling to all these things that I've written about that I know to be true? And your music is so healing for, I'm sure for you and for your family, it was part of that. But for so many other people, the fact that you're willing to share the, the personal, um, just gut wrenching things that you've been through. I can't imagine the number of people you've heard from over the years to say those songs meant everything to me. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And, and yeah, I mean, the, the choice even to do that, which was a very family uh, choice, because, you know, that, that, that loss of our little girl um, was a, obviously a family uh, event and family tragedy. And um, so we had to kind of decide, are we going to, and I, as the kind of trying to lead my family through this, do we just retreat and try to heal together privately, which is a very appropriate way to do that. And, and, or, or, or not, because there were obviously a lot of opportunities to share the hope that would sustain a family through something like this. And we knew immediately, you know, 90% or something like that of marriages won't survive the loss of a child. Families just, which is crazy at the time you think, how's that going to happen? We need each other now more than ever. But as you walk through the journey of grief, we understand it. My wife and I very much understand it. And still, you know, I mean, honestly, there's still days where like, I don't know if we're going to survive this. I don't know, you know, because grief, you, you do it so differently and it hits you differently and the anger and the questions and and all of that. And and yet deciding to do that as a family um, to steward it. And then Michael and that tour you mentioned with my, my dear friend, Michael W., was such a gift for me because night after night, I just had the opportunity to stand on that stage and just, it was almost like, you know, that I always think of that scene of uh, Forrest Gump when Lieutenant Dan is sitting on the front of the boat, you know, and the storm's mm -hmm. coming and the hurricane. And he's just like, is that all you got? You know, just kind of like <laughs> screaming into the screaming into the storm. In some ways I felt like that's sort of what that, that was, especially at that time, just, singing it, declaring it, not pretending, but just speaking it and faith. That's what faith is saying. I don't get this. I don't feel this right now. All my circumstances may be telling me something different, but, but it, this is my only hope. And so to have the opportunity to sing that, to share it, we felt like for us as a family and have continued to feel like in many ways, that's what gives purpose to these kinds of things, even in our life, when you can sort of, we use the word steward it in a way, you know, that, cause you're going to, you're going to do something tragedy and, and loss and all is going to come into all of our lives. I mean, Jesus said it to his, to his disciples, you know, in this world, you will have trouble, uh, um, but it doesn't stop there. And he says, but don't lose heart, take heart. Uh, even wrote a song called don't lose heart because of that, mm -hmm. because, you know, remember that, if you'll hold on to me, to my promises, I have overcome all of the trouble. I have conquered death in the grave. I've, you know, I will give you hope in this. And so for us, I think even in our family through all of that and going forward, even to continue to just say, okay, we're not going to get this until heaven. And 
we do not pretend, we try not to, that we have it figured out or we're all healed up, we're all good. You know, hey, God is good all the time, all the time. You know, all the bumper stickers, things. Look, we still have so much, you know, just aching and longing and hurt and anger. But instead of running from God, you just run, try to run to him and then try to share that in a way that when you do hear those stories from other people that say, man, because you shared your story, um, I've gone through this and this. And it was just, it, it, I didn't feel alone. I felt like, hey, if somebody could survive this ahead of me, then that gives me hope to just take the next breath, the next step. And that was, that it has been and continues to be so encouraging for us and, and kind of helps us take the next step. Mm -hmm. As you've done for so many other people because of that. Uh, I got to ask you, as somebody who is such a prolific and successful uh, and gifted songwriter, can you tell us a little bit about how that process works for you and any advice you'd have for up and coming songwriters? You know, the process um, for me that I have returned back to so many times is and and what I always try to encourage, um, you know, others who aspire to do this is it's a couple of things listening and being influenced one of the first songwriting tips that i heard from someone way back in the beginning was when a song moves you and it doesn't have to be whatever it is i'm i'm thinking of i mean recently there was a killer song my sons who have an amazing band called colony house um and they're kind of alternative rock band um with sort of their faith woven into their songs and their lyrics but they're not a Christian band and they're big fans of, you know, bands like the killers and, and good friends with like Switchfoot, need to breathe a lot of those guys, but they, uh, they turned me onto this song and, uh, and I'm so impacted by it. And it's like, why does that make me cry every time I listen to this song? And so learning to kind of look at that a little bit under a microscope and kind of figure out what is it. And what I find so many times is this, two words, honesty and vulnerability. And those are sometimes things we aren't, they're not the first thing we think of. If I want to write a great song, you know, I want to make it catchy. I want to make it, you know, I want to write a hit. I want to write a song, you know, or even if it's a worship song, I want to, you know, write all the words that, you know, I've heard all the other worship songs say, but can someone listen to that and feel like they're looking into your soul? Are you, are you willing to, you know, to share that, um, in, in that way, because I find those are the songs that have the the greatest impact and really do make people come back and say, gosh, thank you. I, I felt way less alone or I felt encouraged and felt like you, somebody just understood and kind of saw me through you writing that song. So I would just, yeah, encourage, you know, the aspiring songwriter to just be willing to be really honest and vulnerable and and then work hard at the craft. That's the other thing. Just just don't be afraid of hard work with it. Mm -hmm. That's true with anything. I think yeah. if we warn people in advance, like this is going to be really hard, but if you don't yeah. give up when you're told no, and when you're kind of kicked in the teeth or told you're not cut out for this, or you don't have the talent for this, whatever it is, um, I always tell people perseverance is more than half of it. If you just outlast other people who are like, <laughs> okay, I'm just throwing in the towel. I'm not going to you know, do this anymore. It really, um, It really is a big part of the battle. So as we close, tell us what you do for fun. You have time <laughs> well, for fun. I am. It's kind of weird because I'm still sort of trying to figure that out. And I figure <laughs> at turning 60, I'm kind of going three maybe, days. Maybe I start playing golf. Maybe I, uh, <laughs> but I love, uh, we have six grandkids. We have uh, six children. 
Maria, our youngest, is in heaven. Um, anytime I just get to be with either with my with my kids, uh, and then yesterday we had three of our grandkids at the house. Um, actually, we were starting to decorate the tree, which oh, you know, I love it. They wanted to help, which help is a very relative term when, <laughs> right. when five-year-olds want to hang decorations on the mm-hmm. tree. It kind of is double the work that I have to do because then I have to go back <laughs> and read it. But they're having so much fun. Um, and and so, uh, you know, I love that. I I love fishing. I don't do very much of it. I love just being outdoors. Um, and But when I can be outdoors and with my family, that's like extra great. But music is so much fun, too, for me that I love it. That's one of the hard things is when your hobby is also sort of your vocation. You Mm -hmm. just kind of do that all the time. And I think that's the reason why I'm like, I play golf about twice a year. And then I'm always reminded how terrible I am at it. So maybe I could practice and make that fun. But right now, that's not very much fun. Um, Anyway, I just, yeah, love being my my wife. Mary Beth and I have been married 38 years Mm. and, um, and, and just... We love hanging out, being together, um, doing whatever it is, pretty much. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you um, for all that you've poured into so many other people's lives. I know that you won't even know the side of heaven, but you're such a blessing and your family is such a blessing. So congratulations on the new project. I'm, I'm Listen, I'm not dating myself anymore. I stopped call, copying an, an album. It can't be a cassette. It's not a CD. It's like, it's a project. And it's, it's a project. Still. I like that. Yeah, I know. It's called Still by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Thank you so much for giving us time mm. today and congrats. We always appreciate what you put into the world. Thank you so much, Shannon. Great to meet you and be with you. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.